0: Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
1: I'm sure Peter probably thought that uh, you know maybe maybe the Lord can't use me anymore uh, in the ministry. Uh, just like you and I, when we fail the Lord, when we blow it, uh, we feel discouraged. Uh, we can feel humiliated. We can feel like maybe maybe God's just not going to use me now. Maybe God's not going to work in my life now. Uh, so that breakfast there was very special for Peter. It's very healing for peter to to have jesus so graciously extend forgiveness to him
0: when you fail in your faith or service to god big time you may feel hopeless after the guilt and shame flood in you wonder if god could ever use you again well in his teaching today pastor dan will encourage you with the reminder of god's gifts and callings are irrevocable peter wasn't disqualified from serving the lord after his failure in fact Jesus built his early church on him. He won't withdraw his calling on your life. He graciously brings you back and renews you. Jesus forgives after every failure. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of John chapter 21 for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
1: be in John chapter 21, if you want to turn there in your Bible for me. Um, John chapter 21, and once you turn to John 21, we're coming close to the end of John 21, but we're not going to finish today. (laughs) John chapter 21, we left off in verse 15. It says, so when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon Son of Jonah, do you love me? And Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Well, we we began our look at this section of the Gospel of John last week. Uh, this, This passage really shows us Uh, the nature of Jesus, and his graciousness toward us. We see that in the way that he ministers to Peter here, the way that he restores Peter, um, and the way that he uh, treats Peter here. It really shows us that that God's ways are are not our ways. Uh, And I think all of us can really relate to Peter um, because... We so often fail in our walk with the Lord, just like Peter failed. And so, so we understand, we can relate to Peter because, because he failed and, and we fail. Uh, if you're here and you're thinking to yourself, well, I, I don't ever fail uh, in my walk with the Lord. After the service, I'd like to touch the hem of your garment because my shoulder's <laughs> been hurting a little bit and maybe you could heal me when we're done. But if you remember from our last study together, Peter, along with several other disciples, they went back to the Sea of Galilee, they went back to fishing, they went back to their old occupation, their previous occupation, and then Jesus met them there on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, and Jesus uh, you know, blessed them with a miraculous catch, 153 fish. Uh, and then when they came ashore, Jesus had prepared a breakfast For them, and Jesus uh, restored Peter there uh, on the shore of the Sea of Galilee in the same place where Jesus called Peter to be a disciple initially. Uh, Things came full circle in Peter's life, and that breakfast was a reconciliation meal. We talked about that last week. Through through offering the disciples this breakfast, Jesus was uh, extending to them forgiveness especially Peter. He was communicating forgiveness. Uh, Peter had denied the Lord three times. Uh, after that, uh, Peter was very discouraged. Um, I'm sure Peter felt like a big failure. I'm sure he felt humiliated after what he said earlier in the evening and shooting his mouth off about his loyalty to Jesus, and then he blew it in such a big way. I'm sure Peter probably thought that uh, you know, may- maybe the Lord can't use me anymore. Uh, in the ministry, uh, just like you and I, when we fail the Lord, when we blow it, uh, we feel discouraged, uh, we can feel humiliated, we can feel like maybe, maybe God's just not going to use me now, maybe God's not going to work in my life now. Uh, so that breakfast there was very special for Peter, it was very healing for Peter to, to have Jesus so graciously extend forgiveness to him and reconciliation to him And now the story picks up in verse 15, still at the breakfast. And it says, so when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? And Peter said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. And then Jesus said again to him a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. And then Jesus said to him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you you know all things, you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. And so after this breakfast ends, Jesus said to Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? So notice, first of all, that Jesus called Peter Simon, son of Jonah, or Simon Bar-Jonah. That's his old name. That's Peter's old name. Uh, in the Gospels, there are only two occasions when Jesus called him by his full name, Simon, son of Jonah. There's occasions where he calls him Simon, uh, but there's only two times where he uses his full name, Simon jonah son of Jonah. The first time Jesus used uh, that the whole name, Simon, son of Jonah, uh, was when he initially changed his name to Peter, when Peter first started following Jesus. And Jesus said, uh, you are Simon, son of Jonah, you will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter, or stone, or a rock. Simon, son of Jonah, from now on, you'll be called the rock. Now the only other time that Jesus called Peter by that full name, Simon, son of Jonah, was when they were way up in the north in the Galilee at a place called Caesarea Philippi. And you may remember that story where Jesus turns to the disciples and said to them, who do men say that I am? And then he asked the disciples specifically, who do you say that I am? And Peter answered, you are the Christ, the son of the living God, to which Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. For this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church on this confession. That Jesus is the Christ, the son of God. And the gates of hell will not overcome it. I will give you, speaking to all the disciples, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. That was the last time that Peter heard Jesus call him Simon, son of Jonah. When he promised to give Peter the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And now they're sitting on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. And Jesus once again called Peter, Simon, son of Jonah. And and I believe Peter's mind probably went back to Caesarea Philippi. The last time he heard Jesus say, Simon, son of Jonah, was when he made that glorious confession that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And more importantly, when Jesus promised to give him the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And I think in a way by calling Peter Simon son of Jonah once again I believe Jesus is communicating the promise hasn't changed the promise hasn't changed Jesus did not meet Peter there on the shore of the sea of Galilee to ask for the keys back the promise hasn't changed Peter's not disqualified from the ministry because he denied the Lord the Bible says the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. He doesn't withdraw the, the calling that he puts on our lives. The Bible says his mercies are new every morning. We, we, get a, we get a new start with him every day. Isn't that great? Aren't there some days where you just screw up so badly that you just say, you know right, I'm going to bed. I'm, in an, I'm We're starting over tomorrow. His mercies are new every morning. Good night. <laughs> I'm done before I make it worse. Right? He's the God of the second chance, and the third chance, and the fourth chance, and the fiftieth chance. Praise the Lord. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't withdraw his, his calling here, and what, what Jesus is doing is he is affirming Peter. He's affirming his call on Peter's life. Yes, Peter has, has blown it, but what Jesus wants Peter to know is that he's, he still called him. He hasn't changed his mind about him. He doesn't change his mind about you. He doesn't withdraw his calling from our life. So again, verse 15, Jesus said, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? Now, now what was Jesus referring to here? We don't, we don't know. It doesn't say, and we weren't there, so we aren't sure exactly what he's referring to. He could have been referring to any number of things. Jesus could have been looking at the boats and the nets and all the fish piled up there, and he could have been talking about that. Do you love me more than these? Do you love me uh, more than uh, your old life of fishing?
0: You're listening to Ring of Truth,
1: you can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's
0: join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth.
1: Peter, do you really want to go back to this instead of serving me? Is this, is this really, really what you want? Or Jesus could have been referring to the other disciples that are there. Do you love me more than these do? Do you love me more than these other disciples? Now, I I personally believe that's what Jesus was referring to. He was referring to the other disciples. Uh, If you remember the night of his arrest, Jesus told the disciples that they would all be made to desert him uh, that night. But, But Peter objected, saying... I will never deny you, Lord. The others might deny you, but I never will. I'm willing to die for you, Lord. Peter was confident that night that he would never deny the Lord and that he would be more loyal to the Lord than the other disciples. Uh, And Peter was saying, in effect, I love you more than they love you. I'm committed to you more than they're committed to you. You'll see. They might deny you, but I'll never deny you. And we know what happened to Peter that night. He denied the Lord, not once, not twice, but three times. He denied that he even knew the Lord. And and so it could be that Jesus is saying here to Peter, do you love me more than these? Do you love me more than these other disciples? (laughs) Peter, would you still say that you love me more than the other disciples love me? Now, you probably know that the Greek word that Jesus used here that's translated love, it's, it, it's the word agapeo or agape. Agapeo is not about feelings or emotions or words that we say. It's not that kind of love. Uh, agape love is about action. It's a love that is demonstrated by our actions, by what we do for others. That's the word that Jesus used here. Uh, For example, the Bible says that God demonstrated His love for us and that uh, He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die for us on the cross. He showed us His love. How do I know that God loves me? Because He sent His Son to die on the cross for me. He demonstrated His love. He showed me His love. That's agape love. That's the word that Jesus used here. So He says, Simon, son of Jonah, Uh, Do you love me more than these? Have you demonstrated a greater love for me than these others have? Like you said you would. (laughs) And when Peter answered the question, uh, Peter used a different word. He didn't use the word agapeo. uh, He used the word phileo, uh, which means fondness or friendship or appreciation. It's a lesser kind of love. The word that that Peter used in his answer, it's a lesser kind. Kind of love. Peter, Peter couldn't bring himself to say that he loved Jesus with agape love. That his, his, his love was not at that level. Uh, he, he didn't have that kind of commitment. He didn't have that kind of loyalty to Jesus. His denial demonstrated that. His denial demonstrated that he didn't have agape uh, love. To kind of paraphrase this for you, Jesus says, do you love me more than these? And Peter's answer is, well, I, I, I can't say that I love you more than these other disciples, but I, but I can say I'm fond of you. I can say I appreciate you. I can say that I, I consider you my friend. Peter loved Jesus. He didn't love Jesus to the level that he wanted to love Jesus, and maybe you can relate to that. I know I can. You know, he, I, you know I, I love Jesus, but I don't always love Jesus to the level that I want to love Him. You know, I, I, I'm not as loyal to Him as I want to be. I'm not as dedicated to Him as I want to be. I, you know I have, this, I, I, I have this ideal in my mind of the kind of Christian I want to be the kind of disciple I want to be. But I fall short. And that, that's, kind of, that's kind of what Peter says here. Right? Well, I, I can't say that I have that kind of commitment and that kind of level of, of dedication to you, but I, I can say that I, I am fond of you, I appreciate you, I consider you my friend. And notice Jesus did not say, well, Peter, that's not going to be good enough. You know, Peter, uh, if, if you're not fully devoted to me, I, if I can't count on your loyalty and dedication to me, I'm sorry, you can't, you can't be on my team. I need guys that are 100%, not guys that are 75%. Peter, I can't use you. No, look what Jesus said to him. Peter, he said to Peter, feed my lambs. G- Jesus says, do you, do you love me? Are you, are you committed to me? Are you devoted to me? And Peter says, I I can't say that. I'm I'm not that devoted to you. I appreciate you. I'm fond of you. I consider you a friend. And, And what does Jesus do? Jesus puts him in the ministry. He commissions him. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? After what Peter did? Now, here's the thing. When we receive Jesus Christ, our sins are forgiven, and the Bible says... God remembers our sins no more. He sees us as blameless and he sees us as faultless. He sees us now because of what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. He sees us now as if we've never, ever, ever sinned at all in his sight. Now that might sound too good to be true, but it's true. And one way we are certain he remembers our sins no more is because he puts us in the ministry, He uses us. He treats us as if we've never sinned. He trusts us with the gospel message, and He trusts us with His people, His blood-bought people that He purchased with His own blood, His sheep. If God did remember our sins, He wouldn't trust us, right? You've been wronged by somebody and you forgive them, but then you don't trust them, right? never going to trust that guy again. And if God remembered our sin, he wouldn't trust us. He certainly wouldn't trust us with something as important as the gospel and his own people that he purchased with his own blood. He'd say, I forgive you, but I don't trust you. I'm not going to give you anything important to me. I'm going to put you at a desk in the corner with no inbox, and there you're going to sit until you go into glory. The fact that Jesus commissioned Peter into the ministry here demonstrates that he completely forgave Peter and really saw Peter as if he had never sinned ever at all, and he completely trusts Peter. He doesn't even give Peter a probationary period. He doesn't even say, We're going to give it six months. And then we'll talk again. We'll see how you do. He immediately says, Peter, I want you to serve me by feeding my lambs. Now, lambs are baby sheep, right? So, lambs here represent new believers. A new believer. What does a new believer need more than anything? They need to be fed the Word of God, they need to be fed. The word of God. Later on, Peter, years later, Peter would write in First Peter chapter 2, verse 2, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Peter will be the one who writes to new believers and tells them that they should desire the pure milk of the word so they can grow. A new believer needs a steady diet of the word. Now, look down in verse 17. There, Jesus tells Peter, feed my sheep. Now, sheep are mature believers. What does a mature believer need? The meat of the word, the word of God. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14 says, solid food is for those who are mature. A new believer needs to be fed the word of God, and old believers need to be fed the word of God. That's what they need. In 1 Peter, again, Peter writing, 1 Peter chapter 5, Peter exhorts the elders or leaders of the church to feed the flock of God which is among you. To feed them. Don't entertain them. (laughs) Feed them. That's what they need. Acts chapter 20, verse 28, the apostle Paul, he meets with the elders, the leaders of the church in Ephesus for the very last time. And he says to them, Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to feed the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood. And that was Paul's last word to the leaders of the church. Feed the flock of God which he has purchased with his own blood. They're blood bought. They belong to Jesus. He purchased them with His own blood. You feed them.
0: Today you've been hearing from Pastor Dan about the book of John, one of the four accounts of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. This gospel book details the Son of God's time on earth, what He did, and how He changed lives. It also gives you an opportunity to have a changed life as well. Are you ready to give your life to Christ and be forgiven of your sins? We'd love to tell you more about this and pray with you if you're ready to take a step of faith. Give us a call here at Ring of Truth. Our number is 410-491-4592. That's 410-491-4592. We'd also like to encourage you to find and begin attending a church regularly. If you're in the Baltimore, Washington area, you're invited to join us here at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just a few minutes from Route 95, Route 29, or Route 100. To find out more about what you can expect and to get directions and service times, please visit our website, calvaryec.com. At our website, you can also enjoy more of Pastor Dan Sexton's teachings from the Gospel of John or explore his other message series. Again, that website is calvaryec.com. That's all we have for today. Thanks for tuning in to Ring of Truth. I e